Wizard Wing, tuned into the future. Miller and uh, I run a company called Advanced Studio Projects which has been trading for the last six years. Uh, prior to that I was sales manager for a broadcast company selling mixers and we basically sold equipment and radio toys to the radio industry. I'm currently at Folded Wing, we've just completed the new posh radio studio for the uh, team here. Um, we've got a lovely bit of furniture and we've incorporated the twin turntables along with the CDJ uh, CD um, decks which enables us to give the full benefit of the um, projects that they're looking at doing here. I've been building studios for the last 10, 10 years uh, and prior to that uh, when I was a, a nipper we used to build studios on the pirate radio scene many moons ago. I know a little bit about Folded Wing, I, my first port was when Karen had called me and spoke to me and I came up and had a chat with Karen and I decided to have a look on the website. I realised that I met or, or knew one of Karen's um, clients as in Giles Peterson and when I first started my radio career about 25 years ago, myself and Giles met in um, Elephant and Castle. We were both going to set up a pirate radio station. Um, unfortunately, we decided not to do that because the distance between us, where we both lived at the time, was too, too far. Uh, and I guess we've both moved on in separate ways and separate paths and done our own things. I'm Paul and you're listening to Tuned Into The Future. had some fairly unusual requirements it's not so much the equipment it's more where they're based I've built them into people's cupboards in their bedrooms under stairs quite often lots of small voiceover artists like to sit under a duvet which is quite an interesting theory when they're standing there talking and doing their bit for one of the large radio groups and they're sitting under a duvet under the staircase um, but in terms of equipment it's all fairly standard bulk bulk standard industry stuff Hi, my name is Dennis Bovell. You may have heard me uh, with Linton Gressy Johnson on his records, or with Edwin Collins on his records. Studio should be as important to you as your family, because um, without your studio, how are you gonna get over, man? <laughs> you know, you gotta have you gotta have that desk there. You gotta be able to reach for that EQ. You gotta be able to, you know, get that throbbing bass sound. You gotta be able to get that ice cream vocal sound. You know, you have to get be able to get that brick wall of a drum sound. You know what I mean? You have to be able to get keyboards that sound like breaking glass sometimes. You know what I mean? You have to get percussion that, you know, gonna make everybody scratch and itch on the dance floor. I'm Mark Professor, and I'm being interviewed by Rachel. Dig it? Yeah, man. Yeah, well, you know, I started my studio, like, um, 
in like the end of the 70s and uh, while now <laughs> these days you might have a choice when you start a studio okay you could go digital you could go analog then you could go pro tools you could go logic you could go there's acid blah 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 uh, in in my days you didn't have so much choice you still had choice because your choice was more dictated by your pocket you know and um, I basically started with the only way I could have afforded it, which was with a four track on quarter inch, you know, analog, obviously. You know, the state of the art machines were like um, uh, 24 track or 16 track, two inch. And in those days, such a machine was costing something like, say, 25,000 pounds. And here the house that I was living in was valued at about 20,000 pounds. So to, that, that, that's to give you an idea just how expensive in reality it was to set up a studio. And even a really good mixing desk would have cost you like 50,000, 60,000 pounds. When, like I said, the average three-bedroom house was only costing 20,000. So I really and truly had to build. Luckily, I knew a bit of electronics and I built a lot of my equipment and I started my studio and um funny enough the guys in the studio right now the Ruts DC they were one of the first guys to came and record in my studio when it was in my front room and yeah now we're working again like almost 30 years later yeah this is DJ's aka Nightmares on Wax I would say the biggest part of my studio and the biggest part of my sound has got to be uh, my Valve TLA mixing desk because I believe that in this digital era, era you know, the most important thing is to have analog as well because warmth is, is everything. I guess that the change has been from analog to digital has seen lots of new equipment coming on board. In a lot of cases, the equipment's become a lot cheaper, um, a lot more reliable, although it's surprising that still lots of people like to stay with the analog because they like the warm sound that it gives rather than the digital content that chops it up and uh, crushes the data down. So there's still lots of analog desks out there, still lots of digital stations using analog equipment, so it's not a requirement. And the good thing is that whatever level of technical knowledge you've got and whatever technical hearing you've got, we're still using those same poor old analog ears. And all the time we've got analog ears, that's the requirement, and an analog desk will easily meet the requirements for that. Folded Wing. To hear more, head to foldedwing.co.uk.